This hour of In the Zone is sponsored by Twin Peaks and Southeastern Fitness Equipment. All the football talk you can handle before we head into the weekend. Let's kick things off with a man who needs no introduction. Milton slips the tackle, outside, and scores. Mackenzie Milton. This segment right here brought to you by Twin Peaks and Southeastern Fitness Equipment. Mackenzie Milton joins the show as he does every Friday. KZ, you and I had a chance to catch up earlier today. You were golfing. How did that go? Went pretty good. Probably the best I've played in probably since I got hurt, to be honest. It's my new sport, so really taking it serious. Played a dub shred or threesome shot 12 under in a scramble, so not too bad. Does that how how much does that sort of uh, satiate the competitive juices that I'm sure you still have? And I mean, it's a uh, you know, it's as much an individual game as it is one that you're competing against others because it's just a, it's a grind out there. But does that how much does that sort of satisfy that part of your brain? Um, it's a completely different like competitive edge because you're really competing with yourself. Well, golf has got to be the most frustrating sport I've ever played. Um, I used to be pretty good growing up, stopped playing, really just focused on football. But like I said, it's my new sport. So it's um, kind of a little escape from, you know, business world and dad world. I get like four and a half hours to myself to just hit a, hit a golf ball. But I don't know, man. I don't feel like I'll ever – I was talking to Blake Bortles earlier today. It's It's hard to find something that – that matches that edge in football and that competition aspect. I think the closest thing I could probably get to it is either video games or coaching one day. Like online? Do you have to play online against somebody, or does somebody have to be sitting next to you? Uh, I like to play UFC or have somebody mm-hmm. next to me um, playing 2K or uh, Madden, but I like playing UFC online if I just need to knock somebody out <laughs> go on about my day. So, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, you're trying to find that fix. A lot of fans have been asking about your interest in the new local XFL team, the Orlando Guardians. Would you like to offer up a statement on on that? Where do you stand on a potential return? It'd have to be, it'd have to be an offer I couldn't refuse, but truthfully, I feel like the only thing that would get me back on the field is if there's an opportunity to play in the NFL, just because... I don't know, man. You know, I feel like I performed at the highest level in college, and you know, I was felt like I was amongst the best, if not the best, when I was at my best. And you know, it just was evident during the draft that I wasn't going to get a look with nine knee surgeries. And I've already had opportunities to pursue the XFL, USFL. It's just it's kind of fool's gold in the sense that even if I perform at an MVP caliber, I still got nine knee surgeries and. Uh, NFL team probably won't, or a team doc at that level probably won't co-sign that. The XFL have no issue because they just want ticket sales, they just want clicks, they want right. PR, they want they want that a story. And you know, if I were to play, it'd be a story. But what am I chasing? I want to chase the NFL. And to me, if that's not a reality, I don't want it. So my so, yeah, my my follow up to that would be: you said that you're looking for those things to sort of satisfy that competitive edge. Do you not think that that the XFL, even for a season, would do that? Again, what am I chasing? You know, I I got a a five month old boy that's looking at me every year. If I take a bad hit on this knee, who knows what's going to happen, right? Right. So to me, it's just not worth it. Florida State, 
Florida State, it was worth running that risk to get back out and, and play at a, a pristine program like that. It would have been worth playing at UCF again. To me, is it worth playing in the XFL for one season and a chance to play in the XFL again and a slim to no chance playing the league? Probably not. Um, so to me, it's just weighing out all the pros and cons. And more than anything, you know, I, I'm a daddy now, and I want to be running around when that kid's 10 years old and teaching him how to throw a football. Well, that's good perspective, and uh, like you said, you found some other things to help satisfy that, and, and your ventures in the business world, I'm sure, do a little bit of that as well. We're talking to Mackenzie Milton here on In the Zone. UCF has a challenge that uh, is a unique one. They have, first of all, the challenge of staying locked in to opponents that you should beat, and then a title game. How tough is it to stay focused? If we just talk about that, the whole look ahead with Navy and USF and and the big games that they are coming off of. It's just a unique spot here for UCF to wrap up the regular season. Yeah, it definitely is. I think back to 17 and 18 where, you know, our side of the conference came down to the second of last week in 2018 against Cincy and the last week of the regular season against USF in 17. So this is kind of unfamiliar territory in the sense that, not that we have two cakewalks, but two teams that we should be pretty handily this one makes me a little more nervous than next week just because Navy plays ball control. You're only going to touch the ball probably between eight and ten times on offense. So if we're not efficient, if we sputter, it's going to be a long ball game tomorrow. So that's the challenge. As an opposing quarterback, do you feel like you just have a hard time getting into a rhythm? Is that where it's difficult? Um, not so much a rhythm. It's just the, the margin for error against a team like that, like, if we have three turnovers like we did against ECU in the first half, we're down 14-0 going into the second half. It's like, okay, we may or may not get four or five possessions here. If they score one time and we score only twice, we lose the ball game. So it's it's more so just making each play count, making each possession count because you don't know how many you're going to get against a team like that. And same for us. you know, We've had possessions where we control the ball eight, nine minutes. So it's the same for Navy, but you know what they're going to try to do. They're going to try and get the clock under five seconds on the play clock. They're going to try and, you know, get to third and two and convert on third and two. They're going to get to fourth and one, try and convert on fourth and one. So if we're not, I'll tell you, it's not going to be a cupcake tomorrow. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, and it's an 11 a.m. start time. I can't remember seeing a game start at 11 a.m., and I don't know if the conference is playing tricks on UCF or what the deal is with that, but how much... Uh, yeah, you've, that, been, that, you, you've been pretty consistent with this. Any, any time that... Anytime I've asked you about like when and where, you know, you're pretty consistent on. Look, I'm just lacing them up and I'm going out to play. But is this does this pose a different kind of challenge? Yeah, that kind of had me raise an eyebrow to yeah. the 11 a.m. kick. I don't know if that's the Americans trying to stick it to UCF on the way out. Um, but no, man, I think the 11 a.m. kick it, it is what it is. These guys practice in the morning, so I think it's not a huge, you know, disadvantage or anything like that. Well, you can't come in street blocking against Navy because they're going to be bowing their necks and running the ball at you every freaking play. So if we're not if we're not prepared, it's going to be a long football game. Well, look, I mean, you and I are both living that dad life. I will say that an 11 a.m. kick, as for someone that wakes up as early and goes to bed as early as I do, I'm actually more than okay with it personally. Now, I'm not playing. So. 
I'm I'm all for it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm telling you, if you have a kid, 11 a.m. sounds like a wonderful time to start watching football. Yeah. Uh, FSU continues to pummel their competition. This is a team that was more of a grindhouse type of squad the first half of the season, and lately they've been blowing the doors off of everybody. What has changed for the Knowles? I think, one, they're getting back healthy. They got Fabian Lovett, who, in my eyes, probably could have got drafted last year playing three-tech and those. So with him back, that helps a lot. Their D-line is getting a lot healthier, and I think that's kind of why they sputtered on that three-game skid. And Jordan Travis has just continued to progress um, from last year. I think he's number two on, on pro football focus next to, I want to say, Hendon Hooker. And Bryce Young, so he's he's performing at a high level, and he's been extremely accurate, dropping dimes on deep balls, and they really have no holes on their team. So, to me, anytime they they shoot it up against anybody, they got a chance to win because they don't got any holes on their team. It's just a matter of you know executing and whatnot. I think this week they'll handle business. I think they're gonna have a tough game against Florida. Uh, let's wrap with the quarterback matchup to watch for in the NFL. I feel like it's probably pretty obvious. Sunday Night Football gives yeah. us a pretty good one between Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Are you surprised at how much Herbert has struggled without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? Not at all. I mean, it's really all he's got now is Eckler, right? It's, it's kind of similar to Bryce Young at Alabama with out of Jameson Williams without a Mechie. It's you don't got guys running wide open. You don't got the same timing with the other guys. You got to ad lib and make more plays. I don't think he's playing horrible, but I think he's throwing almost thirty percent of his passes to Eckler, the running back, because he doesn't have those guys that are pushing him vertically downfield, getting open. Um, playing QB, you're only as good as the guys around you. And if your guys aren't getting separation, making one-on-one contested catches, it's, it's going to be a long season and a long a long game, week in and week out. Um, I think Bryce Young is going through something similar this year at Alabama. Uh, yeah, you and I went back and forth pretty good about Bryce Young last week. Hopefully a nice bounce back for him. In terms of Dak Prescott and Kirk Cousins, I think that's the game of the week um, just yeah. overall. Uh, and that's a great 4 o'clock CBS. It's going to feel like a big deal. Um, who do you like more at this stage in their career? Who do you put more faith in at the quarterback position, Dak or Kirk Cousins? Oh, that's a tough one, man. I would have to go with Dak just because, I don't know, man. That's that's a really tough one. If I'm being completely honest, I don't have enough faith in either one of them if yeah. they were to come playoffs and, and, and Super Bowl time just because they haven't done it. Um, but if I had to take one, I'd probably go with Dak just because I think he's got a little more moxie to him. I think he's a little more athletic. Um, but truthfully, if if I had to put my life on it, I wouldn't take either one of them in a in a in a do or die situation. If if I could have other guys, like I'd probably take a Herbert. I'd probably take a Mahomes over those guys. Yeah, I, how about this? I'll say I'll take Kirk Cousins because he gets to throw the ball to just Justin Jefferson. Right. <laughs> I agree, but C.D. Lamb is that guy too. <laughs> he's not Justin Jefferson, though. You know, yeah, the, not, Lamb is good, not. but uh, Jefferson yep. is. 
And I decided so I, uh, I did a ranking, a wide receiver ranking. I, our listeners like to remind me of this pretty often. Is uh, I did a wide receiver ranking before the season started. You know, we're just trying to fill content and do some different things. And I had Justin Jefferson in the well outside of my top five, and I just like mm. feel like such an idiot. Because <laughs> I mean, he was my number. He was yeah. my number one pick in fantasy this year. Yeah, and sad to say this, I traded him. No, what? I, I traded, but I traded him for CD Lamb and Joe Mixon. Okay, well, that's, that's actually working so out. Joe Mixon's been on fire. Trade. Yeah. Is that the league? Yeah. You, you, I, that's the league where are you winning with the t- Taylor Heineke at quarterback? Yeah, my team is the XFL Stars, and <laughs> Tyler, Taylor Heineke is my starting quarterback, and we're 8-2 and two right now. We're rolling. All right, keep it going. This segment right here brought to you by Twin Peaks and Southeast er, Southeastern Fitness Equipment. Mackenzie Milton, always a good time. Enjoy that early kick tomorrow, and uh, we'll catch up next week, my friend. Actually, next week we'll be off on Friday, so if you can, we'll fit you in on Wednesday. If not, have a happy Thanksgiving and enjoy the time with the family. We'll, we'll sidebar on that later. All right, brother. Sounds good. Enjoy the weekend. There he goes. Mackenzie Milton, always a good time chatting football with him. Stone Cold Locks of the Week coming your way next.